and we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because you're just along for the ride. We're doing this because we need to. And if you're enjoying it, um, you, you probably got as much anger as we do sometimes. You might want to see a doctor about that because I can't. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble, pretty much everywhere. You can find me under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Uh, go ahead and introduce you to, uh, well, what we've got for the moment, and I'll kind of explain a little bit about that. Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, welcome back. Good evening. And all the way over the water, Paris, France, or at least I'm pretty sure you're in Paris this time. Joseph, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about it. You you are in Paris. You're not out in the uh out in the countryside this week, right? No, 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 no. I've been wanting to get out to the countryside since May, but unfortunately, as circumstances would have it. No worries. Yeah, I I I just thought about it and it's just like, wait a minute, didn't you want to be going out? Yeah, yeah, you did. It just didn't happen yet. I'm sorry to hear that. But um you're you're doing well so f right now? I mean, no no problems Every, everybody good healthy around your circles oh yeah yep and you know bridget you know just want to check in cuz i didn't ask you about that part how you doing um uh, i mean we're fine we're covid free which is good yeah it's nice to be able to hang metal objects off of your your doesn't want to work for me all right whatever you know what i'll figure it out later <laughs> I've got a, I've got a, mag my, my colleagues are using me as a 5G antenna now. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> sweet. Every, everybody's got to be a, a hotspot once in a while. I've got a, I've got a, a magnetic backed, uh, uh, old convention badge that, uh, I, it's actually really fun. Good. Some, it, it uh, okay. Um, I might need a booster. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little soon, but I mean, all right, whatever. Well, figure it out. I mean, I only got you know Win ninety five, so I feel like that I definitely need a booster. But it wasn't Bob. It wasn't Bob. I hope. I hope. I was promised five G. They lied. They didn't lie. It's just that you need to go over into the soup aisle and get the special can. Man, wouldn't that be a great marketing ploy right about now for uh, Campbell's soup with the with, uh, alphabet soup? Just leave just all the G's in it. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Piss off people left, right, and center. So anyway, hi. Good evening, everybody. It's good to be back with you. Um, for those of you that uh, get the opportunity of joining us live... You know, you, you you can do that because we do record live over on YouTube. You can join us over in the live chat. Stephanie, know that you're over there somewhere. I know that you're over there somewhere. Hi. Yeah, we were looking up uh we were looking up the weather in various different areas. Um Dallin is not with us right now. I don't know if he's joining us or not. Uh I didn't hear that he wasn't. Then again, I didn't ask him if he was, so I mean he, Six of one half dozen of another. That, okay, that expression, six of one half dozen of another, uh, we can't use that when we move to uh, metric. 
I don't know what we're going to do at that point. I don't know. Uh, whatever. And so Dallin may show up, may not. Uh, Joey is still not around. I need to double check in on him uh, probably tomorrow, see how he's doing. I make it a point of not, you know, needling him. I know enough and I trust him enough that if there's something that's wrong, he'll let me know. Because he knows full well that if anything goes wrong and he doesn't tell me because he doesn't tell me as opposed to he can't tell me, he knows what kind of hell I will bring down on him. I don't care if he could make something that would make the A-team blush. I I will go after him. And uh, Unreno Tech uh, is – I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to join us tonight. I was hoping so, but he may have – uh, he, he may have some other stuff that's going on right now, which, if it's what I think it is, as it should be, no reason for him to be on with us. So, you know, no worries there. Uh, I did a little bit of uh, looking back through all the stuff uh, for myself, and I feel a little bit bad that uh, I've kind of lost a little bit of format, a little bit. After, uh, after we took a couple weeks off because I, because I needed the time off and I kind of lost part of my groove on everything. So let me go ahead and, uh, handle part of that straight away. I did go up looking information about Reef Badawi. We have no new information, unfortunately. We're kind of still hoping that the push with the Canadian government may yield some success. Unfortunately, nothing has come of it at this point, and there are still new news sources saying that other dissidents have been taken into custody without warrants and such. However, we can only concentrate on just so much. So I'm hearing, yeah, I'm hearing things going in the two directions, actually, because I've heard that the, uh, the Saudi Arabian, oh, if you want to call it a government, um, they're not censoring anymore. They're I, not censoring books. I don't know. This is this is okay. a piece I don't know. Part of the problem is that I have not been keeping track of that part of the news. I keep very specific uh, attention to what's been going on for Rafe. So yeah. I will admit, I will admit ignorance, and I don't know. One can hope, yeah. and apparently they're giving more um, "quote unquote" freedoms for for women. So it's kind of odd to hear it going in both directions, where they're cracking down on dissidents, but at the same time lightening up the laws yeah i don't i don't know i don't know how that's playing out anyway so at least as far as the purview of what i keep track of since there's no new change as of the recording of tonight's show it has now been and this is the piece that hurts it has just changed over to nine years nine days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes, our thoughts are still with him and we are still waiting. Now there is a piece about that. Like I said, 
it has just clocked over to nine years, which kind of happened, you know, obviously, you know, less than two weeks ago, which would have been in between before we properly came back and after I, you know, tried to get myself back together again. So uh, I'm, I feel bad that I kind of missed that port, but I'm still sorry that it happened in the first place. There is, however, one, if you can call it, bright side, if you will. To the best of our knowledge, he is still alive. And I say that because his original sentence was 10 years in prison. A thousand lashes, of which he received 50, and the court-appointed physician, if you can call it a court, basically said, dude, no, you're going to kill him. You have to stop. And uh, a fine of one million real, which would have translated to, uh, at the time, about a quarter million U.S. dollars. So it is entirely possible that they might commute his sentence to time served. I'm sure that there are a number of people that would be more than willing to put up some of the money to pay the fine and to get his ass out of there one way or another. But the likelihood of the government allowing him to get out is going to require something along the lines of the great escape. So, this, we have to wait and see how this chapter plays out. So, obviously, uh, we're not done with the show just yet. So, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. So, how about, uh, go ahead, uh, take care of the horrible, uh, sorry, take care of the five-minute freestyle. We'll come back for the horrible scopes. And we'll get into the meat and potatoes of the stuff that's, um... Make you want to cry, make you want to punch something, someone, some ones. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll kind of figure it from there. So, with five minutes on the clock, let me switch that over. Here. There we go. Your five minute freestyle starts right now. Whatever. You know, it's it, we we've heard the the millennials or or the whatever. We've, we've heard the expression before, and given with the correct gravitas, whatever, is just a complete blow-off. Yeah, we, we know what's going on. We, we, know, we know what's happening. It's just whatever. Believe it or not, this time there is actually a, a, a thing. I saw a news report about a new reality TV show that's happening. I'm not going to... Name names. I don't have to. The premise is it's a uh, it's a it's a romance. Yet again, it's a it's a dating thing. But instead of it being like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, the point of it is they get the people to be costumed, shall we say, dressed up in what we furries would call fursuits. So they're getting their faces done. They're wearing 
gloves. They're getting uh, parts of their skin painted so that the people don't know what they actually look like and they get to interact with the person based on the way that they act and compose themselves. Personality. And of course, as soon as it hit the wires, the furry community, of which, yes, I'm, I'm part of, I'm a furry, I'm a brony, you know that about me. The, the, the overwhelming meh was thunderous. We, we, we've dealt with this before. It's just another marketing ploy. And is it gonna do anything for the furry community? <laughs> no. It's just a way for these groups to go ahead and sell advertising dollars and advertising minutes on their show because you know, people are going to tune in to see um, what do the freaks look like? Is this what furries are like? Are they going to show them making out with the prosthetics on their faces? You know, whatever. We've, we've dealt with this before. The, the stigma that has come from modern popular culture for the furry community is just absolutely hellacious to the point where collectively we've just kind of gone whatever do your thing we know who we are and we've got the people that can actually tell you who we really are and prove it we had dr nuka on before to talk about exactly that kind of thing you know an anthropological study of the furry community. There are other marginalized groups where they get exploited for money. And there are a lot of times where it's just whatever. There's so little that we can really do about it other than to say, dude, that's stupid. You shouldn't be doing that. The hell's wrong with you. And hope that it takes. Where money's concerned, of course, it usually doesn't, but you know, be that as it may. Pride Month is a time where we should be celebrating the diversity that is the human experience. What is love? What it means for people to actually have closeness with each other. And not the typical stuff, the people who have been marginalized for literal decades who've been shoved off to the side, in some cases, literally killed for who they are. That shouldn't be. And yet, time and time again, we end up with these groups that just want to use whatever excuse to peddle whatever it is that they've got at the expense of these groups who are just the current freak shows of the day, whether they really are or they aren't. But it's an opportunity for them to go ahead and make a buck while the rest of us are just going, really? This is what you're going to do? Fine. Do whatever the hell it is that you're going to do. We're just going to go ahead, live our lives, explain to everybody why it's wrong, and with any luck, teach people. Because otherwise, you know, it's just... Dude, whatever. Just whatever. It's episode 366 on the docket, Your Honor. It's divide by three. Yeah. Last week was our 
seven-year worth of shows, anniversary. Technically, this is leap year now. Uh, sort of. I mean, I'm I'm gonna go with that. I was thinking about making it um three sixty-five point two five, but I mm, I didn't think it was gonna go over good. I mean, naming convention and all. So that's the way it's gonna be. So otherwise. We'll do the horrible scopes. We'll come back to uh, the actual, and we'll kind of work from there. Uh, Joseph, with the way that everything is going for you, uh, are you going to be able to join us on this, or should we just pass you by this time? No, I got it open. Um, on my computer, I opened up Discord, got the link. Thanks, Bridget. Um, Actually, Susan. <laughs> oh, all right. I will make sure that I remember to, to add that to the beginning of all of our chats from now on. <laughs> so, folks, it is time for your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you are sure what your astrological sign is, that's fine. We won't hold that against you. Those of you that don't know what your astrological signs are, copy off of somebody else's paper because we're not going to help you on this one. We didn't even bother giving you a number three pencil. Deal with it. Get you rolling. Aries, it's time to get your hair professionally done, Aries. There's a few good things about that, though. Uh, first, it'll get you out for a change. And two, you can leave your hair there and pick it up later. Yeah, we're, we're as surprised as you are. No one else knew you wore a wig. It looks good on you, though. Horace. Your most recent electronics purchase is going to take far longer to get to you than anticipated. For now, just enjoy watching good old-fashioned television broadcasts for a change. Just remember that you can't fast-forward through the ads. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a lot more on me than you might think. I found a way around that. Uh, Gemini. So what did we learn about... Mixing Zippo lighters, Aquanet, and Silly String in small rooms? Right. Now let's explain to Cancer why they're not allowed to cast Fireball in a small area. Yeah, Cancer Moonchild. Come on, Cancer. We're still waiting for you to pick an action already. This is Dungeons and Dragons, not let's see how many possible futures I can look down like I'm Doctor Strange. And no, you can't cast Fireball. You're a thief. Just backstab someone and get it over with. It's your turn. Harsh. Leo, you're worried about artificial intelligence taking over the world, but you still have problems getting the shower temperature just right. You've got bigger issues at play here. Start off with getting a good night's sleep, finally. Virgo. Let's see how good your knowledge of science fiction is. In 1966, Hanna-Barbera re released a cartoon series fe featuring boy scientist Buzz Conroy and his father, Professor Conroy, who created a giant robot to beat supervillains in Civic City. The name of the robot is the name of the show. What was it? Tune in next week, Virgo. I have no idea. Don't worry. Libra. No, no, hey, 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 hey. No, no. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't be step, don't be, don't be boyarding the bitch over here, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, didn't mean to boyard the scopes. Libra. 
God, now I'm getting sloppy. Libra, looks like your next job is going to be copyright attorney to defend yourself against litigation from Tom Dixon. Who knew Blendtec was still around, right? Pop a blender into a microwave and see what happens. Maybe you can still earn some money off of that campaign. Rufio, Thank you. That party he threw for Gemini with the soy string was fun. For the first three seconds, wasn't it? You can expect your fire insurance claim suggester to get back to you on Wednesday. At least you got the phone number for the firefighter with the big three-inch hose. So, not a complete loss. I was telling Dallin last night I really wanted for you to be the one to read that one, so you got it. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, where, where are we? Um, Sagittarius. Scorpio? Oh, Sagittarius. Okay. You've protected yourself from grooves in the dark, but now you've found a painting of Lord Dimwit Fat Flathead. Since you have the flashlight from last week, all you need is a screwdriver to deal with this pompous figure. Put another way, get ready to screw someone tomorrow. There's some people who actually get the references, and you people are old. Capricorn. Learning American... I feel bad that I actually got this one. This Capricorn. Learning American Sign Language is a really great idea. You should totally do that. It should go far better than the Italian Sign Language course that you took from the Italian-American Heritage Center in Oyster Bay, Brooklyn. Italian Sign Language is so much more fun. It's, it's, um, it, it has fewer motions, but much more nuance to it. <laughs> and a volume level, if you, if you pay attention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Aquarius. Airworms are the order of the day, Aquarius. There's a bright side to it. You're not going to get classics like Manamana or The Witch Doctor or This is the Song That Doesn't End in your head. It's going to be something recent like, look at this photograph. At least then you'll be able to infect others. Remember, sharing pain has a burden on yourself. Pisces. The noble Canada murder chicken can be found in British Isles, 3,200 kilometers away from Canada's closest point. If they were able to fly the distance themselves, they could be launched from Ottawa in the east and Calgary in the west, and be able to take over the United States of America, leaving only Hawaii out. Better take that vacation to Hawaii sooner than later. Yes, I actually did the math and found out, yes, if they were based out of Ottawa, and Calgary, they could literally take over the contiguous United States plus Alaska and Puerto Rico and part of Mexico and Cuba. And the name of that Hanna-Barbera Hanna television show? Let's see if you got it. Frankenstein Jr. and the Impossibles? Just Frankenstein Jr., but very good. Congratulations. You're the only one to get it so far in the first, in the I've first 48 hours. I've never heard of it. I have never heard of it. Yeah, well, you didn't hear about uh, evolution either, so you know what? We're not going to hold well, it against you. This is true. This so, is true. those are your horrible scopes for this week. If you're, and we're officially old. Yes. 
So congratulations if you enjoyed them. If you didn't, uh, you can always write in, complain, bribe us. Bri- bribery works. It, it's worked before for Aquarius. Sort of. I mean, it, it they they did get a different um, horrible scope, kind of. They they returned it for uh, not liking it. So I mean, whatever. You know, it's 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 fine. Well, we'll we'll happily take your money back. Yeah, it, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So let's delve into the stories because there are three stories that have pissed me off to no end. Joseph, I know full well you're probably going, okay, so what are we actually talking about? You you were going to do that to me, weren't you? Yeah. Well, I'm just waiting for you to continue. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> so there uh Politely. Okay, so there there are three of them. The first of which is the follow-up with the indigenous children who have been found in mass graves buried under these education centers. And I I don't know how much more venom I can drip out of my face by saying that because we've got another, I I forget how many it was, uh, 500 bodies that have been located just this past week at a different location. And it's just the beginning. Different location, but same organization? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the same MO. And the the indigenous, uh, the head of the indigenous uh, people's organization, I forget what what the group it was, had basically said, and I, I have a really hard time with this one, that they were waiting for information from the Roman Catholic Church. And the overall tone was, we're feeling very confident and very gratified that we will get information in quick course from the Holy See. And I don't know if it's the cynic in me sitting up and going, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen real quickly because, um, why would they? Because it incriminates themselves. So, you know, me, I'm just, I, I'm having, I, I, I. That's not going to happen. No. No, I don't, I don't think it will. I have no indigenous blood in my family line. I am, all right, no, wait a minute. My parents were born here. My, half of my grand, three quarters of my grandparents were born in Italy and came over. My one grandfather was from Minnesota. Don't you know? Up there, the Great Lakes way. Uh, so I don't have vested interest in the indigenous folk nor my Canadian brothers and sisters up north. Technically, well, you don't have to to get pissed off about it. Well, yes, I, I was. I was going to say technically, from where I am in New York State, it's west to Canada, but nobody believes me. But this, I don't. I. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even know what to do with this. And Dallin called it when we when we first talked about this. He he called it that there were going to be more, and. Five 
500 bodies. And, so and we've got one one installment of 270 bodies, was it? And now there's 500 more? Another five. Yeah. And these are two specific locations. Now, yeah. I will admit I have not been keeping close, close tabs on all of the different you know all the different places that have been uh investigated as yet but the fact that these two in particular had pinged me i i as, have questions oh god tell me about it yeah like is there any sort of aut- autopsy uh to the best of my knowledge at this point nobody's have been exhumed it's all been like uh, the equivalent of ground penetrating radar, basically. So, really, at, at this point, from what I know, in due course, there will be uh, there will be ex. What's the right term for it? Exhumation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to try to do DNA testing to at least return them to their families, or at the very least to the tribes. Well, to the tribes. I mean, some you know. Yeah, 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 because we're there. There is a real concern that there are no families for some of these children to go home to. And at that and point, it's another the question I another question I have is uh, over how much time. Like this is a grave, you know, back in, in until the the late nineteenth uh, century. Um, you'd have a grave reserved for the poor, which is basically a big hole in the ground. And, um, yeah, that would be a designated part of the, the cemetery. And <clears throat> this could build up over time. Like, I mean, there could be like three centuries of bodies there, or it could be, uh, was it one event? That led to the 500 deaths, or is this something that's accumulated over time? Uh, two pieces to, to go along with that one. Uh, item number one, and Stephanie, thank you. This, this story is one of the ones where, as a parent, I ab- You guys know full well that I pride myself. Yes, I have one of the seven deadly sins in me. Shut up. I, I, I pride myself on trying to be professional in the way that I handle the show, even though we're not paid in any way, shape, or form, and I didn't take broadcasting in college or anything like that. So I try I try really hard not to let my emotions come to the fore on stuff like this, because but Stephanie had uh, had corrected me. It was not 500. It was, uh, as uh, Stephanie put it, uh, she said, uh, I, I think it was 700 at the second site. Uh, I pulled back up the uh, news article in question, and the estimate is 751. And some of the bodies were infants. That were born to girls that were impregnated by priests and monks. This particular one is uh, about, uh, what did they say? Uh, 140 kilometers from Regina. So, uh, yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, two sides, one in British Columbia, and then one over that way. Yep. So the plains. But from what we were talking about previously, when the first uh, when the first case came out, is that the what led up to this happening was a decidedly um. I there there is no good way of of describing it. It was it was uh it was genocide in a way that we simply cannot fathom. I mean, yeah, we we had uh, we had World War 2. We we had what was happening in Nazi Germany. But what the Canadian government was doing to the indigenous people was nothing short of cultural genocide. They they took these kids, they brought them into these teaching establishments, handed the reins over to the Catholic Church and said, you know, go ahead and do your thing and, and make them nice little Canadian people to the British Empire. And... So, um, yeah, this is, this is absolutely, absolutely horrible. They're horrible. Um, Stephanie also reminding us there are hundreds of these schools in Canada and the U.S. Uh, to date, I don't have news about the U.S. side. I am not saying it never happened. I am not saying that it couldn't happen. The fact that it happened once means that it could happen anywhere at any time because well humans have a really bad habit of being really 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 bad to each other and uh, i i i saw it and i didn't uh, i didn't skip over it it's it's in the back of my head but it also said catholic church is still not responded to the irish complaints and you do not want to know exactly what they've been up to there and are still doing estimates upwards of a hundred grant a uh, hundred thousand people and we have no way of truly knowing and if there's one thing that we do know the catholic church knows very well how to drag its feet because why go through prosecution when you can just wait until everybody that wants to prosecute you dies because well everybody dies eventually and they want to prosecute you, you can threaten them with hell. Because, I mean, why would you threaten them, your own salvation? The fact that this happened is absolutely hellacious. And we have to know, we have to know, that this is the tip of the iceberg. This is, this is something that is going to continue to evolve and there's going to be so many more, and these these lives deserve closure, and they deserve justice. By the article I'm reading, there were 130 schools like that across Canada. Yeah. Compulsory boarding schools, which means uh, populated with children moved from them. Yeah, there were parents. There were barracks. 
there, there's so few ways of really describing it. There were some, um, uh, there was some uh, news footage that we had seen that showed the insides of some of these places. And it was, you take a, you take a, a, a school gymnasium now and you just put a whole bunch of cots you know, all, all through it. And that's, you know, that, that's what the sleeping arrangements were for these, these kids that were otherwise, you know, 10 years old. And the last of them closed in the mid nineties. And there are people now yep. that still are terrified of being beaten for even thinking of speaking in their native language. I mean, somebody wants to go ahead and, and uh, talk about you know, how bad could it possibly be? Yeah, you talk to the, the you you talk to the uh, uh, you talk to the multi-decade atheist who came out of the Roman Catholic Church, and you ask him, "Do you still have a fear of hell?" And you watch and see how many of them still do. It's it's simply terrifying to think of what trauma has gone through these these children. It's 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 I re I I I mourn for these families. Nobody should have ever had to have been put in that position. And the fact that those government people thought this was a good idea. By the article I'm reading now, um, a good lot of the kids who attended schools like this never returned to their homes. Yep. They just were disappeared. And Stephanie is pointing out, and I, I do have to address it. The threat of hell has no force with atheists and pagans. You're right. But those that were raised with that fear of hell and damnation, the ones that were traumatized with that warning, with the ones who were like, who were told you shouldn't lie because, and there's, there's the picture of Jesus up on the wall. Jesus is watching and you'll make him sad. You know, kids in their single digits of age will be traumatized like crazy, and that will stick. And there are a number of them for whom that has stuck with. I was lucky. I was never, I was never one of the, you know, you're going to hell kind of things. I was, I was threatened with the, you know, you don't, don't lie and don't hold out information because Jesus, the Jesus picture over here on the wall is looking at you. I was traumatized with that one one time because I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable talking to uh, somebody. I remember that. Doesn't uh, I know for what? Well, it's an irrational fear at this point. I know there's nothing there, but the trauma is still left up behind. And I know yeah, I'm not the only one. Ours was more like, <clears throat> you know, you can't be perfect. You're going to sin constantly. And so you have to constantly pray for forgiveness for every little thing, because if you happen to die and you haven't confessed, then you're going to hell. Yeah. And you could die but at any moment. Wanna, <laughs> if you want to put the fear into... Uh, 
And to a believer, you just say, are you sure you've asked forgiveness for every little sin that you've done? <laughs> Did you forget one? Yeah, because you forgot one going to hell. <laughs> but for atheists, it's like, which hell? <laughs> Jeez. My hell would be? Yeah. That- I know what my hell would be. The only thing left to drink are IPAs. <laughs> That's, that's, hmm. Well, I'm, I'm part of a little group on Facebook that's, you know, called former Kool-Aid drinkers. And it's, uh, you know, support group for people who were formerly a Church of Christ or one of the independent Churches of Christ or, you know, any of those denominations that were Church of Christ. And, you know, we've had some fun little light threads. I mean, some of it has been, like, really heavy. You know, as far as like people posting things that traumatize them and people still in trauma after leaving, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. But we did have a little lighthearted post one time three or four weeks ago of what would be your version of heck, which is a lighter version of hell. Yes. You know, Thank you, Dilbert. Things. And it was just funny people coming up with stuff like, you know, my cell phone is just about to lose its charge and I can't find any place to plug it in. And, you know, just little annoyances, but it was cute. Well, if you want, if you want to avoid heck, uh, you have to pray to gosh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're, 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 you're quite right. The, the best. But one thing, one thing you were saying earlier, that um, if you want to make a sum of it all, um, what religions have become good at is uh, psychological manipulation because that fear of hell, or we're not even really sure what we're afraid of, but uh, probably our own mortality indirectly. But, um, you know, whatever, that tactic works. For, especially for a young mind. Yeah, for, for a young mind, though, uh, the concept of mortality really hasn't surfaced well enough, I would think. I think just the matter of that, there is someone who loves you, and we know that you love so well, but they'll be disappointed, or they will hurt you, or they will punish you. And you don't want to punish, you don't want to be punished, or you don't want to disappoint somebody that loves you so much, do you? I mean, that, that, that yes, guilt trip is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Passive aggressive. Yep. And I mean, somebody who loves you so much, who's going to at the same time punish you. But the problem is torment. Um, it doesn't even. I mean, this girl that I went to school with that's a year older than me became a Calvinist. She went from church of Christ to Calvinist. Go figure that one out. (sighs) Okay. And, and was telling things on Facebook, like, you know, she lives in California. She lives near Los Angeles. And so when they were having some wildfires, you know, several years ago, you know, driving through with her seven-year-old daughter in the car, <clears throat> talking about how all these poor people are going to go to hell and this is just what it's like. Take a good look and be glad that you're one of the chosen and not one of those people. How horrible is that? I'm gonna go Telling ahead. this to a seven-year-old. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna use my 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 f bomb now. What a fucking monster! 
What an absolute fucking monster. So they can see the flames from the car and, you know, the red, you know, and all that. And saying this is exactly what hell is like and all of these people are going. Except for us, because, you know, we're Calvinists. We're, we're the, the one this woman called and, and chosen and, and predestined that we're saved. You we're, know? we're the Jehovah's Witnesses. We're the 144,000 that are going to space. Yay. But that, is, that to me, this is my F-bomb too. That was fucking warped. For me, it's all about just giving up your self-governance to a, another human, letting somebody else decide everything for you. Oh, no argument. It's like no argument, but throwing yourself, whether it be a Jesus figure or any authority figure, it comes down to the same thing. You know, you just mindlessly follow. No, and, you do what this other person tells you to do. Yeah. And, and no argument whatsoever for me on this one. The problem is when you're seven years old, a, you don't know what you don't know because you're getting taught from someone that's supposed to be a responsible adult. Uh, but then who has your, your self, uh, who has your, um, well-being supposedly as, uh, a priority. Yeah. But, supposedly. Uh, when that has their own well-being. Uh, yeah. And that's why I have no problem with saying that is simply fucking monstrous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was probably, I'm trying to think, like 10 years ago or something, because I think I've been on Facebook for like 11 years, and she has too. But that just horrified me. Yeah, because normally we're supposed to be, you know, the whole, I've said this hundreds of times before, but the whole point of parenting or teaching is, you know, giving someone less able or less experienced the ability to survive, giving them the tools to to survive on their own. Yeah. But instead, you know, we leave kids totally unprepared for everything. It's actually religious teaching does exactly the opposite. Yeah. Stephanie's reminding. It makes. Sorry. Uh, Stephanie's reminding. Where is there anything about hell in the Bible? I never found anything. Uh, the, the same is true of abortion, but that's another topic. Well, uh, okay. Abortion is mentioned, but, uh, as, as a, a test to find fidelity in your spouse, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But the, the point of it is, is, is hell mentioned anywhere in the Bible? Uh, you know what? Fire is. And let's let's be frank on this one for a second. So much biblical teaching, and I'm gonna use Heretic Woman's biblical teaching, it comes from the old telephone game and and trying to think that uh, Dante's Inferno was part of the Bible because it's been associated back and forth so many times and <clears throat> Yeah, you know what? You want to have a little bit of fun? Try this experiment. Ask people to describe what does hell look like in the Bible. Now, what does an angel look like in the Bible? And then 
show them show them the the passages in the Bible that talk about the the rings intertwining with themselves with seven pairs of wings on the back of it and eyeballs all around each of those rings glowing in the sky. I, I'm sorry. If, the, if that isn't a mesk trip, I don't know what is. Just saying. Um, that's, that's before inflation, isn't it? I don't remember specifically. All I remember is that the design is something that people have, have drawn and other people have commented on it and said, man, that's just a bad OC right there. That's what that is. Yeah. But I think that's where the hell thing comes from. Or most, I'm not sure if it's hell or, I don't know, the lake of fire where, you know, Satan and his angels will be tormented forever and ever and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure has got something to do with the Inferno instead of the Bible, but I could be wrong, because I don't think that I've read either one of them really enough at all. But you're right. That's that's where our modern, quote-unquote, depiction of hell comes from. It's from yeah. From Dante's Inferno. And if you look at religious depictions over the the centuries you can see that uh well hell has been basically a game of uh one it's been one upmanship on the last uh, on <clears throat> it's been um it's a story that's written itself how do you say if if the you know hell started as sheol or um a between place and eventually yeah they just started building on that yeah it's 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 just we don't believe in a hell but i do believe that there is something in the idea of rightful retribution am i saying that there should be vengeance waged upon these peoples I don't know that there are enough of them still alive anymore to go after the individuals but that's the beauty of the Roman Catholic Church isn't it you don't necessarily need to go after the individual you just go after the organization who has already stated that these dioceses we're basically doing what they thought they were doing without direction from the Vatican. So we're not responsible for what they do. I'm sorry. That's bullshit and we all know it. Well, it's about also our uh, not holding them accountable. Yep. From what uh, from what Dallin was looking up at the time, the the first story came through. It looks like the Canadian government is willing to fall on its own sword if it means getting the the Catholic Church under the knife too. And you know what? Oh, really? Good. Good. Uh, any? They, they have they have so much to atone for. I mean, between this and Ireland you know, covering up for the, you know, child molesters and all of that. Yeah. And remember until the um, 
the early 20th century, um, most, most of our education system was run by, uh, religious institutions of one form or another. Yeah. It's basically that at the time the government, the government was, um, naively, uh, confiding, uh, one of our most essential services, um, to what they thought was the, the most qualified institution. But, so on, on the, on the part of the, it's going to take a while to see exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah, we'll but see. But already, you know, dehumanizing other humans, because that's basically what they were doing by putting them in school, schools like this. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It is it's the same sort of dehumanization that we see in all genocides through history. Yeah. They took the little kids, they ripped out their, uh, the, their birth culture and they shoved in what was the Canadian government culture. To make them good little Canadians for the Dominion of Canada. Yeah, that rely on the state and religious authorities to decide everything for them instead of... As far as I'm concerned, they'd be better off with their native education. Or at the very least, having the opportunity of learning the rest of the education later. But then again... Don't we do that already? Communities have their school systems, and then afterwards you go on to higher education, and it's a far broader scope. That system seems to work relatively well, so long as you've got a good start at the bottom, but be that as it may. No. Well, no, with the price of education, the. The, how expensive education is today. Well, hold on. If you hold, hold, hold on. The price of education is a separate piece. The idea that oh, no. the, the community starts it should give a good jump start. And then you've learned all that you can learn from your local level. You move up to college university level and suddenly you've got a far broader scope on the rest of the world. And now you get to learn everything else. That's my oh, point. Money out of the equation. No, you have to include money in the equation because I mean, a lot of these indigenous people, they, you know, they come from, they don't have the same opportunities that uh, most people have. So if you do have to come up from the bottom with no financial support, you know, if you come from a poor family, um, yeah, you're going to get the local education and not much more. I, I don't disagree with you, but I think that you're, you're missing the point that I'm trying to make, which is the, the design of learning through stages and then learning so much more once you've gotten everything you can from the local. Once you're one step up above that, you have so much more that you are able to learn from everywhere else that fills in the gaps. The education model makes sense. The financial model 
gets in the way of that, but that's, that's a separate piece. If people were able to simply go through those stages and learn each of those levels and then finally graduate out of the local sinkhole into, again, the, the, the higher education point, there would be so much more that would happen that would be good in my estimation. I know that not everyone has got the financial ability of making that happen. I, I know. And that's, 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 that's one of my, you know, because it's not only that, but, uh, the, the actual cost of going through school, um, at university level anyways, has gone up. What is it? It's gone up, uh, Oh, 1,300% Some, since something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally unjustified, especially with today's technology and all that. We don't have to rely on printed textbooks as we did before. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's, and I, I would almost say that's by design. It's creating a wealth divide or it's maintaining a wealth divide because I mean, if those from with the mental capacity, you know, anybody can, anybody can do anything, um, as long as their environment uh, allows it. So if they, you know, if people going, they're willing to go through all the work to learn all the right things and all that. That's great. But if they don't have the, the finance behind it, Yeah, I get you, and 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 it sucks. And there's there there is so much to go into that. But uh, for right now, you know, we, we're gonna have to set that one aside because uh, we we've still got we've still got two other pieces to get to, and um, oh, we we need to kind of skirt past this point. Uh, as far as the uh, the story with the uh, uh with the kids, uh. Any anything in the last anything that you guys got before we move along past that? Well, let's just say the story has my full attention. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the it's one of the few stories where I've truly felt that you know i i wanna I wanna know when new stuff comes up on this one. I don't I don't wanna, but I I feel. I feel necessary to. At the 150 schools, and these are only two sites so far, I'm sure that there will be more. Yeah. And there's one thing about this story is that, uh, especially the Catholic Church, they're pretty good at covering up their their tracks through history. Uh, essentially by leaving no historical, historical record, but... Uh, in this case, it's kind of hard to get around that. Yeah. Second, at this point, from the AP News. The headline reads, Nearly all COVID deaths in U.S. are now among unvaccinated. Somebody else had pointed out it might be better worded as 95% of all COVID deaths in the U.S. are unvaccinated people which 
would actually be incorrect if I'm not mistaken, because if I'm not doing the numbers right in my head really quickly, if I remember correctly, uh, the number is actually closer to 98%. And the few that make up the remaining percentages and minor portions thereof are the breakout cases and the new Delta variant that has happened. I can't remember the exact number, but it was minuscule. It was minuscule. Yeah, what's been documented in the U.S. is there have been fewer than 8,000 breakthrough cases. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I missed that. breakthrough cases. 97% of what group? The, uh, the, the, the deaths from COVID at this point in the U.S. It, like I said, doing the numbers really quickly in my head, I think it's something more along the lines of 98% of those deaths are now from people who are unvaccinated. Okay, yeah. Now, I did have somebody who had reminded me, when we do this story, we need to make sure that we are full well in agreement and understanding and putting it out there so that everybody remembers. The biggest piece about this is the people who are unwilling to be vaccinated. There is a big, big gap between those who are, for whatever reason, unwilling to be and those who simply cannot be at this point. We're worried about antibodies. Exactly. We're considerably worried about kids, especially. We've talked about that too damn many times. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm really, I'm really sad to hear that they're becoming the last of the ones who can be vaccinated because so many groups are looking to get, you know, get the masks off the kids, get the kids back in school. They need to have all, they need to have their normal lives back. It'd be really nice if they had a life to get back to. Thank you very much. I, I, I can't, I can't wait for kids to be able to get this vaccination and for this damn thing to be wiped out. But we've also got to worry about the people who are unable to accept these drugs at this time. And we have to protect them through no fault of their own. The immunocompromised cancer patients, people like, like Dallin, who, who went through stuff and he's immunocompromised through no fault of his own, you know? The people who are willfully, balefully ignorant because it's in their best interest to be, what was the term that was used? Vaccine hesitant, I think is the term that Dallin used. And if I were to say that too many times, I will throw up on air and I don't want to be doing that. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know what to do with those people. I really don't. I don't either. And can we just get know, like blow guns with, with little syringes? <laughs> Can't we? Well, I, I, I am so sick and tired of hearing people say, but you know, it doesn't hurt children. It doesn't hurt babies. And yeah. you know, I'm, and I'm looking at a piece on BBC that asks, why are so many babies dying of COVID in Brazil? Imagine I thought it that. didn't kill babies. 
Well, I guess it does. And I, you know, had gotten, and I had gotten into an argument with somebody on Facebook, which is very counterproductive, I know. But I was pulling up, you know, the morbidity and mortality, you know, stats for whenever this argument was taking place. And, you know, COVID was listed as a top 10, you know, cause of death in babies. Good Christ. In the U.S. Isn't and this the same somebody, com- somebody's like, well, where are you getting your bullshit information? And so I threw him a link and said, right here in the MMWR, right here for this month, you know. But they can't be bothered to read. No. No, of course not. And I'm like, yes. And people that are under one years of age, yes, that absolutely can and does kill them. Yeah, they can't be killed from stuff like, you know, malaria. Yeah, I mean, babies do die from COVID. We also have, you know, kids that come down with missed C, and some of that damage is permanent. And the thing about that is that will pop up weeks to months after a child has been infected asymptomatically. Then all of a sudden, it's like they have all these, you know, inflammatory responses and organ damage, and boom, there you go. And the average age of someone getting that is like eight and a half. These are people that can't be vaccinated because they're too young. Here's something for you. Next time this comes up, ask them if they believe that an infant can be infected with an STD. Yeah. And die from it. Yeah, they can. Mm-hmm. And they do. And we know it. And if it isn't death, it's uh, blindness, if I remember right, uh, from uh, syphilis, gonorrhea. Or hearing loss. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Brooklyn. Yeah, you didn't think that I'd go ahead and throw my hometown under the bus? Yeah, think again. (sighs) Um... Again, from Stephanie, did you hear about the cruise ship that got an outbreak among their, quote, vaccinated crew? It turns out that some, at least, of the crew got vaccinated as they went on board. We, uh, we need, we need to kind of expand that one a little bit because, uh, Bridget, you would, you had mentioned it over in the Discord, I think, that there are, uh, there are people in the medical field who are getting so upset because they are so persecuted because they don't want to get the vaccine, but yet they still want to work in hospitals and the hospital doesn't want to let them work when they're unvaccinated. Like, yeah. Yeah. There were some nurses that, you know, got told to pursue other career opportunities AKA fired because they refused to get the vaccine in Texas. And, you know, some people were whining about how this is discrimination and all that. And it's like, no, we have at will employment in the States. Employers can, you know, require you to do certain things to keep your job. And the vaccine hesitant, you know, as far as I know, those people are not a protected class under the 14th Amendment. It's not discrimination. No. And let's go the other well, way. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I just, I just, I was thinking about, um, 
if there was some sort of vaccination passport. Just if you have a card, if you've been vaccinated or not. Oh, hold, hold that thought one second. Don't allow that here. Hold, well, well, hold hold that thought one second. I was I was about to say when I was going to go work for the bank that I worked for after uh, after I left college, I had to take a drug test, a drug screening, with a urine sample. Let me first off tell you that has got to be one of the most humiliating things that people can do. First and foremost, why? Because I'm going to be handling money. You want to find out if I have any specific drugs in my body. Okay. You know what? Whatever. Let's, let's hold that aside for a second. If employers can require a drug test to find out that you don't have, uh, contraband in your, in your, in your system, why are they not allowed to say, we want you to be the healthiest possible in order to work with people who need healthy people to tend to them so that they don't get infected. Have you not heard of MRSA? But that's a whole other thing. The passport thing that you're talking about. There has been a massive uproar over here in the United States before anybody went ahead and actually said, well, Okay, if we were going to implement such a thing, even before they got to this point, people were yelling and screaming about exactly that, because this infringes on your your right to privacy. Who's going to hold these records? Is it going to be a government agency? What kind of oversight? Who's going to keep it safe? What happens if it gets broken through? You know, all of the nightmare scenarios. Meanwhile, there are people walking around with these cards with the vaccination information on it showing, you know, in, in complete high def quality the selfies with it, showing off all the information and people who are, you know, just printing off copies of this damn thing for themselves and passing them off as, you know, I'm vaccinated. Oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm vac- I've got my card. Here you go. See? Yeah. See? Over here in Erie County, I know the vaccination rate is hovering around 50%, roughly 50%. The signs on the stores say, if you've been vaccinated, you don't need to be masked. And I go in and I'm looking around. Do I see half of the people wearing masks? And by the way, myself and my kid. We're vaccinated. We're still wearing masks because it's the safest thing to do for everybody involved. Thank you. But yet, how many people, when I go into the store, are are just walking around without without a mask willy nilly? Yeah, easy. Everybody. Yeah, easy. Seventy five percent plus. Easy. And I know, I know that there is no freaking way that that many people should be doing it. There are too damned many people in my country who are selfish bastards. And I I absolutely detest that. They are. And yes. they're griping about how it's so unfair that if we haven't had a vaccine, then we can't participate in normal life and go to concerts and sporting events. And it's like, yeah, exactly. 
And it's like, welcome to our world. You know, we have been locked down for what? You know, 14 months, 15 months because of assholes like you. Yeah. By the way, those of you that are listening to the, uh, the show after the fact and not able to see the visuals. Yeah. I had a little bit of a Italian sign language right there. So, um, those of you that know what a, what a horse looks like, you're my people. Thank you. Sorry. Joseph, you were going to say. Just, I have no sympathy. <laughs> Joseph, you were going to say. Mm. Oh, all I was going to say is that uh, I'm vaccinated, but I, I still wear a mask inside. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I wear double, actually. Yeah. Well, I I don't have a double, but I mean, it's um my 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 sister in crime, who long 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 story. Uh, Cheska, she had uh, she had forwarded uh, a picture. That is making the circulation right now that that says that, look, if you're a gamer, especially in like something like Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, this is kind of kind of coming back to the horrible scopes a little bit. Leave me alone. If you found in, in if you're dungeon diving and you find a mask with a uh, plus 10 percent to poison resistance, you're going to put that on. You're going to equip that and you're going to leave it there until you find something better later. And you're not even going to think about it. What the hell is wrong with you otherwise? Wow. Uh, mm, that's, uh, uh, hmm. You know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a reason why, um, my, my, my sister in crime and I get along so well together. And part of that is because, yeah, wow. Um, hmm. That's a, that's a really good point, Chess. Well, with the Delta variant going around, I'm going to continue to wear a mask. Oh, hell yeah. For people. And we've got Delta Plus now. So we don't know if that's any worse or not. It's under investigation because they just don't know yet. The Delta um, is from the uh, the Brazilian one or is it the Indian India. one? But India. now there's a Delta yeah. Plus, which is that variant in addition to another mutation that they're not sure if it's a concern or not. They're investigating it. But well, as, as long as people as don't long get as vaccinated, that, that it's, it's going to continue mutating. It is going to continue mutating. And the thing about the people who got the J&J vaccine, <clears throat> it's not as effective against the Delta variant. So, J&J, J&J, Johnson & Johnson? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the one that's not the mRNA vaccine. It's not as effective. And people who only got one dose of their Pfizer or Moderna and bailed out and didn't get the second one, they have like very little protection against Delta variant with that. I forget the exact numbers, but it's really low. God damn it. I'll have to Google that for you. And I have to give up. My, I gave up my vacation for the second vaccination. Yeah, but you know, the people that just got one and decided that they felt too bad weren't going to get it again. It's just they might shouldn't have even bothered. I I heard here in France that there are people just getting the first va- vaccination because the second one fo- happens to fall in the middle of their vacation time. 
Well, this is why the this is why the people in the UK are in you know such a hurry now to get people fully vaxxed because at first their strategy was to give one vaccine and stretch it out over twelve weeks or sixteen or whatever, and now they're rethinking that because this is kicking their ass. So yeah. whatever that's worth, wear yeah. a mask. I got lucky. You know, I got the I got the second I think uh I think I got Moderna and um Second, I got my second one. I had no, I had no nothing. I had no aches, no, no pain. I had no nothing. I got lucky. I am also, of course, concerned that maybe it just didn't kick my system enough. I, I've, I've got that concern because you remember I had chicken pox as a kid twice. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about that. I'm worried. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I have to trust the science right now. Yeah, the the single dose of the Pfizer or the AstraZeneca is only 33% effective against the Delta variant. Jesus. And 50% against the Alpha variant, which is, you know, what came out in the U.K., so yeah, you need to get that second dose. Oh, I did. That's what I'm saying. I did. No, I'm just saying. People oh, just in general. general. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you yeah. you were using the royal you. Sorry, I, I yeah missed, the royal you. I, I missed that capital Y there. Sorry about that. Yeah, the royal you. If you only got one dose of your Pfizer or Moderna, you need to step it up to get that second one, ASAP. Yeah. Joseph, you know, you know what's funny about it? I just realized the reason why I missed that, that royal you out of her is that she didn't slip into the, as annoyed as she is about it. She didn't slip into the y'all need to get your second. She didn't use that y'all this time. Did y'all you? need to get the second one now. You hear? <laughs> yeah. Well, if there's, I, if there's more than five people, isn't it y'all, y'all? All y'all. All y'all. Oh y'all. That's right. That's right. That, once you get up to seven, you don't even bother counting anymore. It's just all oh, y'all gotta get going. Oh god. But um yeah, you know, short version, people look look at the vaccination uh percentages in, in the areas where you live. Check and see. And if you go into a public space and you see fewer masks. Then what the, what the vaccination rates say from your officials, yet keep your masks. Just keep your masks on. Yeah, it's a minor inconvenience. And yeah, maybe you got to deal with a little bit more. Maybe you got to deal with pimples again for a little bit. You know what? I, whatever. Just, just deal with it. You know, just, just deal with it. Any uh, again? Any last item? Because we got uh, we got about a uh, we got about a half an hour left to cover the last one, and something tells me the technologists in us are going to be um, very unhappy with the last story. Oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> okay, so the last story from uh, Gizmodo. Now, admittedly, they're not routers, Reuters. They're not the AP. They're, they're not, you know, NPR. They're not BBC, but 
Gizmodo has been on the pulse of technology information for a long time, and they're pretty good about it. Those of you that might remember, uh, a few months ago, a few short months ago, the nice folks over there in Texas, along with their very isolated and xenophobic, shall we call it, power grid, had people die in the cold because their systems froze. Again, 200 people ended up dying. Ted Cruz decided he wanted to go with his family out of the country to Cancun. Oh, people are talking bad about me. Maybe I should just come back around and not isolate for two weeks on either side of that plane trip. Tool. So anyway, now that uh, the Texas power groups have said, look, our Power infrastructure is really designed for, you know, handling it when the hot weather happens, not the cold weather. So, you know, we can't be held accountable for that one. Now the hot weather has come and oopsie, they're asking people to conserve power and, and turn up their thermostats so that, you know, they're not blowing out the power grids and whatnot. And people are basically saying you can pry my air conditioner away from my warm dead hands, basically. And raw on you guys who came up with that one. The headline from Gizmodo, Texas power companies are remotely raising temperatures on residents' smart thermostats. You might remember a couple weeks ago, the Horrible Scopes had talked about, uh, for one of them, how, you know, technophiles are the ones who are out there, you know, getting the bleeding edge stuff and the people in tech support are the ones going, yeah, no, I'm going to keep dumb everything because I know how technology works because if it can be accessed, it can be hacked. Yeah. Now the thing of it is these smart thermostats were not hacked. They were remotely operated because the people had opted into an area where the fine print gave the power companies the ability to remotely adjust thermostats in order to get, you know, special offers and promotions and giveaways and all that kind of stuff. And the one person in the article had gone ahead and said, look, you know, it was all well and good until we woke up and in, in a sweat with the temperature at 81 degrees Fahrenheit, and we have a three-month-old child in the house, thank you very much. 81 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, Bridget, you know uh, you know the human body a little bit better than most of us. Uh, 81 Fahrenheit for a uh, three-month-old infant. Uh, that's uh, typically, what's the word that I'm looking for? Dangerous, right? I have... I don't know that it's dangerous, but it would be awfully uncomfortable. <laughs> well, considering that uh, most uh, most three month old infants will have, um, well, I mean they're very poor at body temperature regulation on their own. I can tell you that much. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good way to put it. Because I was going to say, you know, usually going to be bundled up in uh, in uh, some onesie at the very least. Uh, they'll have, uh, they'll have, sometimes they'll have, you know, mittens on their hands so they don't, uh, gouge their eyes out with their, with their fingernails growing. And some need to be swaddled a little bit to be, you know, feeling comfortable still. I don't remember how long Tiny Tribble needed to have, uh, uh, the Billy Rubin light blanket on. 
and and you know there there is that too so i don't know if i had a kid and it was 81 degrees inside they would be in a diaper only mm. i wouldn't have any clothes on them i would find it uncomfortable on my own self 81 is too warm inside for me but you know not to mention i don't think that yeah, and I, I don't think that you could actually fit into those uh, those uh, Pampers Creepers these days. I'm pretty no, sure. No, I couldn't. No, I, I, I couldn't. Uh, I'd have to do two pins for something like that. But um, <laughs> you know, just I'm not comfortable with it being 81 degrees inside. I'm not comfortable with it being 78 inside. Um, you know, that's just me. I know that a lot of recommendations are to put the thermostats on 78. Um, I usually you know, keep mine around 75 or 76 in the summer and then down to 68 in the winter. But the fact that somebody could come in, well, not come in, but you know what I mean, you know, remotely set my thermostat, which just really pissed me off. Yeah. And by the way, uh, just to make sure that folks understand, uh, 81 Fahrenheit converts out to just a little bit over 27 Celsius. And... I have no idea what the uh, uh, what the humidity would be like there in Texas. I mean, you, you've you've got you've got the Gulf Coast, of course. That's got you know whatever it's going to be getting from the ocean, but uh, still, I wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah, that's too hot for me to sleep, especially when it's humid. Yeah, that's part of the reason why you know ceiling fans are so great. Mm hmm. But, you know, be that as it may. Um, and Stephanie, again, making an excellent point. This makes renewables very attractive. You can get solar panel sets where you just put the panels outside and wire through to your building. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't understand what the problem is with this. I I, I really honestly don't. I'm unfortunately in a, in the position uh, up here in the in the Buffalo area where where I live, there is not enough wind to make uh, a an on-premises, uh, even a, a vertical uh, windmill reliable enough for uh, for power. And the uh, the roofing that I've got for my house mostly faces east west. There is almost nothing facing north south. And remember, in the Northern Hemisphere, you want to have some south-facing panels because that's where the sun is. And, well, yes, you could put some up on the roof and, you know, put, put them, put them, you know, cocked backwards and whatnot. But, you know, I've, I've also got the small problem of that. I've got, I've got some pretty tall trees. Yes, I know you can trim trees. I know, but uh, still be there as it may. Texas doesn't want to get into the renewables market. They have a vested interest in oil. And it's annoying. It is. It, it, there's no two ways about it. Yeah. They got people who died in the winter. Oh, it's, it's too cold. We're not designed for that. You were warned about it 10 years ago. Oh, it's too hot. We, we were never ready for this thing. I'm, I'm guessing they're going to have people die from heat stroke this summer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, 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 it will not. It will not surprise me, but it will make me incredibly. Angry. Yeah, 
I would not want to live in Texas. No. No, neither would I. Um, cheap RV living. Stephanie's making reference to uh, cheap RV living has the details. I will look that up. Um, one of the things that I've, I've seen recently coming up on my, uh, on my YouTube, uh, stuff has to do with people who have been making their own, uh, uh, their own water generators, which let me tell you, the people who live where there is like any moving water on a consistent basis, brilliant. I love, I love seeing it. These guys who are, who are lucky enough to be, you know, generating, uh, you know, kilowatts of 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 power for themselves and and uh, i love being able to see it and there's always there's always there's always the tool well what happens when y the the power goes out and it's at night what are your solar powers what are your solar panels going to do for you at that point you tool what don't you understand about the word battery Power storage. You're a tool. I, 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 I absolutely don't get these guys. I, I really don't. It's, it's like people have never heard of an uninterruptible power supply. The downside, oh. of course, is it's really hard to rewire your house to operate off of 12 or 24 volt DC. Be that as it may. Well, and conversion, you know, to solar panels and things like that's not cheap either. It's not. It's not. How it's it it is, however, it has come down over the years and the efficiencies have gone up. Efficiency is not great, don't get me wrong. Is not great. But given the choice between zero and BTN. Reminding everybody that BTN stands for better than nothing. I'll take BTN any day over zero. Yeah. I mean, I've got a friend that lives in Australia that, you know, has put solar panels on his house and all that. And he's actually making not very much, but a little bit of money from the electric company because he's actually giving some power to the grid as opposed to taking from the grid. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that kills me is there are so many of these people who keep yelling and screaming about, you know, how much power is going to be generated and how many solar panels, how much area needs to be covered in order to give everybody the... How about let's start with the roofs that we've got already? It's not going to be doing anything to the ground at that point. The shade falls on the house. What's so wrong with that, you absolute morons? It, 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 it positively blows my mind. It, it, it just does. If there's one thing that I've seen over the decades, uh, Audrey, <laughs> yes, BTN. I've been using that for a very, 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 very long time. I think I coined it back in 85 in high school, if I remember right. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, if there's one thing that I've recognized over the decades, of uh of computer evolution 
And I, I can get away with saying that because my, my first, the thing that people would consider a computer that I got first was the Commodore 64. Arguably not a, not a very powerful computer, but for what it was able to do, it, it worked. What I have seen over the decades has been the, the decentralization of so much technology over the ages. If you wanted to get somewhere, you needed to go, um, with, uh, with, uh, with whoever it was. It was not at all uncommon to use mass transit where groups of people got together, worked together to travel together. I mean, let's face it. You had boats, you had carts, you had buses, you had trains. Okay. But so many people after the, uh, what was it? After, um, after the industrial revolution was really happening and we had Henry Ford cranking out every color. So long as you can get it in black model T's so that everybody could travel wherever the hell they wanted. Suddenly you weren't reliant on a, a centralized transit system and you had to hope that they were going where you wanted to go. No, it came down to the individual. You go where you wanted to go now with, with computers, computer uh, power was no longer in the hands of the researchers in universities. And it came out to the masses. I mean, we, we don't have to look any much further than our smart devices now, which are far and away more powerful than some laptops that we had five years ago. We've got printers. It used to be that you'd have to put stuff onto a floppy disk. Yes, give me right a floppy disk. Bring it to a place like Kinko's or, or Office Max and ask them to print off whatever it is that you needed for, you know, whatever presentation was going to be coming up for business. Now, no, man, you could, you got a photo printer right over here. You don't, you can take all your pictures. Uh, you don't even have to go to Photomat anymore, man. You just get your digital camera, take your pictures, print it off for yourself right here. You got, you got everything that you need right there. News aggregation is now happening at a personal level, again, with the smart devices, because they've got the ability of taking pictures and video and audio all in one shot. The masses are now the news media. There is nothing wrong with the individuals becoming the power companies. The only thing that's holding it back is the cost because it's an investment and generally speaking investments in the long term pan out i'm sorry i went on a very long rant at that point i apologize this is something that's pissed me off for a very long time can you tell See, this is the reason why I started this show. Every once in a while, there is something that really gets under my skin. And damn it, it's going to come out sooner or later. And this is one of those moments. You're welcome. Well, when you think about the uh, the, the COVID pandemic, um, you think 
how close we were to having a total economic breakdown because of the lack of the workforce and all that is because we're all dependent on a few key central corporations for everything. Whereas um, if we were to, what was the expression? Think locally? No. Act locally, think globally. Correct. If we were to share costs, like, you know, every community has its, uh, you know, its infrastructure costs and its energy costs and all that. And if we were to concentrate our efforts to uh, develop um, a more locally generated economy, uh, we would be less prone to societal collapse. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's just a question of when and what the impetus is. And how well prepared we are for it. Never prepared for it when it's an emergency. But like I've said before, isn't that what America does best? Yay, rah. Can, can, can you hear the sarcasm in my voice? I'm hoping. I'm really hoping right now. Well, you know, if it, if it came down, if there was a pandemic that was even worse than this one, um, I think my chances of survival would be even better if I were to, I don't know, fuck off to Burgundy. Yeah. Because <clears throat> there you've got local... Well, you've got wine to I'm... start off with. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but you've got a local culture, you've got a local identity, you've got a local um You've got food, you've got community. You've yeah, you've got all on the same level. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, I mean the, the like this village is probably around ooh, not even two thousand inhabitants and all that, but it but it is a local economy that is self sustaining. With the exception of, um, unfortunately, the exception of uh, gas, mm. you know, that's its Achilles heel. Because uh, if ever the uh, fuel supply goes down, uh, yeah, well. But I don't think, um, you know, we're, we're moving to electric. And... Uh, I think within a decade or two, I think that might not be uh, a problem anymore. Yeah. If we do make the transition over to electrical powered, free electric powered. Yeah. And we, we literally have to. There are a few situations where internal combustion engines still will have to be used, but minimizing that usage is the only moral choice to, to, it's not even a moral choice. It's just, it, it has to be done if we're going to. There's no other choice. Yeah. Yeah. Because the hardest thing is, you know, getting, getting the fuel here from a Middle Eastern location. Um, yeah, the, the entire system depends on that. So if ever, if there's sort of conflict or 
any other pandemic or, and that, that, that trade route goes down, then uh, we're 90 types of fucked. Yeah. And over here in the U S if memory serves, uh, the majority of the, the fuel petroleum, I don't want to call it gas anymore after hearing Jeremy Clarkson's uh, rant about in America, they call it gas. They call it gas. They call petrol gas. They call a liquid gas. Okay. You know what? That that's, that's a fair cop. All right. Fine. Jeremy, you piss off now. The, if memory serves two of the biggest suppliers for petrol here in the States comes from Canada or from Central America, or South America, if I remember correctly. So, the the biggest problem of the whole damn thing is, it's dirty, and it's limited. Just because it just because it's not going to route out it. Pfft. Wow! See, this is why I need to be done I- with my DJ sets. Just because it's not going to run out before you die doesn't mean it's not going to run out. And I'm talking to the the old, y'all old fuddy-duddies over there who are, you know, sitting on top of your your gas piles over there. Yes, I said gas pile for a reason. They're they're not. uh, The science is still out, or or rather the truth is still out about the um, the limit of... uh, the fuel supply, because it's possible that, uh, by what I've heard recently, it's possible that, uh, um, these stories of, uh, impeding penury of, uh, fossil fuels, it might have been just hype, uh, generated to quote unquote justify inflated prices. Oh, it always is. It always is, but let's face facts. Petroleum comes from a limited source. It oh, will, for sure, yeah. it, it will be a limited source, no matter how long it's going to take. The question is, is it going to take the human species with it in the process? You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's possible to minimize the effect and. But- and fossil fuels, it's not the, the most efficient means of transportation. The electric motor is by far, uh, for the percentage of, uh, energy stored and energy used, uh, electricity is. I don't know if you've been in an electric car, but damn, the torque those things put out. If you're not careful, you just rip your head off when you hit the acceleration pedal. I have not. I would really love to try one out sometime, but I also would very much, Stephanie, you're going to like this. I would also very much, and I said this earlier today to Tony Tribble, I would also very much love to try driving a Jaguar because, yes, I pronounced it correctly, Jaguar, because it's an English company, goddammit. Uh, because, I mean, I've heard that for a luxurious ride compared to all the American cars, I mean, why the hell not? And, you know, the technology, like I said, 
is going to continue to be decentralized. Power can be decentralized. We've seen it. It's not too difficult to do. And we know for well that cars are beginning to get, you know, self, uh, some measure of autonomy. Some. I know it's not exactly ready for drive time, if you'll excuse the expression, but it's going to happen. It's just a matter of one. So you're right. You know, for electricity, it's a source that can be easily converted from something as simple as the gravitational attraction of water to the earth. Niagara Falls you might remember, has got a huge power generator built alongside of it. As a matter of fact, uh, they could actually open that up a whole hell of a lot and stop the water from going over one side of the falls. If you don't believe me, you should look that up. Seriously, it's 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 amazing what they can do. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, and also the um, it's another technology that's developing. Actually, it's made quite a bit of headway here in France is um, um, artesian wells like digging down okay like tw- 20 kilometers whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. <clears throat> 20 kilometers down yep are you sure about that yeah they've been doing this since the 19th century here in France there's three pools in Paris that are uh element uh, that are fed by artisanal wells. But okay. uh, the the energy, the heat oh, at, yeah. uh, at, at the depths, oh, that's enough to drive any generator. Just the upward pressure. Yeah, there is that. And, I mean, geothermal too, but that's a that's all other thing. Uh, so, um, it could be the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie had also pointed out something. The latest idea is to use excess solar uh, to heat your water. Once your batteries are recharged, it switches automatically. Yeah. There is also, for those of you that don't know about it, somebody did an experiment and made a large magnifying glass on the order of, I think it was a meter in diameter, used it to focus sunlight. A meter of sunlight in diameter into uh, basically as thin as a standard number two pencil and used it to, uh, I forget exactly what they were doing, but they were, uh, they were me- doing metallurgy with, uh, I think it was steel, welding steel, melting steel, cutting steel. I forget exactly what it was that they were doing with a meter of sunlight. That was back in the 1980s, wasn't it? I believe so. I believe so. And it proved the point that if you wanted to, you could make it happen. And no electricity involved in that power generation. The only energy would be from the solar tracking system. Because theoretically, you could simply have the thing flat for a tabletop and use mirrors to bounce the sunlight down into it and just have tracking systems to bounce the sunlight into it. And it's, forgive me for, again, no pun intended, it's a brilliant system. 
It's terribly, deliciously efficient. You just put it up. It's a big old piece of, a big old piece of glass and boom. You want to work on stuff? Okay. It's a little bit of a cloudy day. All right. You know, that happens, but still the proof of concept is there. It's amazing stuff, man. But in any case, um, the, the, I guess the end all be all of the whole damn thing is, you know, people, all you people, all y'all down there in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Texas, you're getting shafted and you don't even realize how badly it's been. There are at least 200 of you that know how bad it was. I really hope that it's not going to be another 200 before you guys do something about it. Anyway. Are you talking about the... Uh, the Unless they get rid of their lawmakers, it it will be. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, once we start, <clears throat> you know, as long as everything's going perfectly peachy key, everything's going fine economically, you know, it doesn't really bother us to rely on these idiots. Um, Central corporation, you know, our, our quote unquote providers. But, uh, you know, once these guys, they've, they've really outreached themselves. Like they're, they're, they're gaming the system. Yeah. How do you say? Um, no, you're right. Well, basically they're, 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 they're they've just become so fucking greedy that, uh, well, we can't afford their shit anymore. And, they're only interested in selling to people who can afford it. So, you know, the greater population, we're starting to feel that uh, we can't rely on the system anymore. And hopefully from that, we're going to transition to something a little more where everybody is going to be a little more uh, autonomous. Is that an English word? You got it right. Yeah. You're, 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 you're right on the money. You're right on the money. And it's not only in, uh, let's, first off, you know, it's not so hard just to transition to autonomous thought would be already a first thing. And we have to do that <clears throat> in order to become self-sufficient. If people don't start thinking for themselves, how can we uh, provide for ourselves? In our present education system, you know, they say, well, if you jump through these hoops, you're going to get these rewards. Um, and that game is set up just to, just so that a few benefit. But that's not sustainable the way it is. Nope. And as always, we're going to have to take these people by the scruff of their necks and pull them across the finish line ourselves, whether they like it or not, because it's what's going to be necessary. Damned annoying. But, you know, what do I know? I'm, I'm just a guy on a podcast. Well, if there's enough of us, it's going to count for something eventually. That's because what... it takes 
it takes many to have a discussion and a lot of people don't participate in this discussion because there just aren't enough people discussing. They think, what's the, what's the point in my getting involved in all that? Nobody's doing it. What can I do all on my own? And it's like podcasts like this that demonstrate to other people that, uh, hey, you're not alone. I hope so. And there, and there is a discussion to be had. Yep. Uh, to go along with all that, by the way, uh, I'm, there, there is a, uh, there is a YouTube video that I had seen for a water generation, uh, sorry, a power generation from water. Yes. It's a, it's a water turbine design that, uh, I'm going to link in the show notes for folks to take a look at. Uh, it's a design that I saw. I don't know how practical it's actually been, meaning how well it's been put out into the public, but it's a design that I think is actually pretty damned compelling and seems to be pretty damned good so far. So I'm going to deal with that. Um, the last, uh, the last thing that I've got to say, and then I'll, I'll give it over to you two to, to have whatever last thing you've got. These three stories, like I said, the, the common thread for me is how angry I am that these stories have happened in the first place in Texas, people not realizing what they signed up for. Yeah. Who, who actually reads the fine print? Not nearly often enough because there's just so damned much. I mean, who actually reads the terms and conditions on software? No, you just scroll all the way down. Agree. All right. Whatever. Yeah. That TLDR is there by design. Yeah. The who's going to read nine stuff. Actually do you read the terms and conditions on things and it gets me in trouble at work cuz I'm like no I'm reading everything thoroughly before I click agree to anything. Yeah, that's fair. Uh the the stories of uh the the kids in Canada. Again, it never should have happened. But it did. And our Canadian brothers and sisters up there are looking at it and saying, well, damn, that's on us and we need to make it right and good on them for working towards that. And the, uh, the people who are Vaccine. What was what was what was the term again? Fact, uh, vax hesitant. I'm just going to go ahead and use this one just this one time here. Go fuck yourselves, because you are the reason that there is going to be another wave. It's not a question of if; it's going to be a question of. When, and it's going to be your fault and God's help you. If you end up being one of those people that ends up needing an ICU bed, they're empty now, luckily, because you might be one of those people that's going to need it when that next wave hits. Not if, when you selfish pricks. This Delta variant is going to be the dominant strain in the U.S. within the next three or four weeks. And 
from what Fauci has been saying and, you know, other people. You know how they were saying that uh, exposure to COVID took, you know, about 15 minutes cumulative, you know, to, to catch it? I didn't remember that part, but okay. Uh, this new Delta variant is so contagious that all you have to do is just like pass by somebody and breathe in the same air for just a second and you can catch it. It's ridiculously contagious. We're talking about, we're talking about measles level contagion? Yeah. They're saying that the R naught went from, you know, something like, you know, 1.2 to 2 with regular you know, COVID, and this is like an or not of eight or higher. And then this Delta Plus could be even worse than that. That's how much it's gone up. Yep, and now it's erased. And the concern about the Plus is that, you know, it's more transmissible. Um, it has a worse capacity to attack your lung cells and possibly more, you know, evasive towards the antibodies. So, yay. I know the it's people a race between the mutation and, uh, and the mutation at this point. I know that they're saying like originally, if you could have exposed and, and infected 10 people that with this, Delta variant, the same person could infect 80 people. It has gone up that much. It's that transmissible. What I was going to say was that um, I know for well that the people listening to the podcast version after the fact wouldn't be able to know about it, but uh, the folks, uh, I mean, Joseph, Bridget, you, you can vouch for this one. I, I did not realize for I, I don't even know how many seconds after you said what the what the difference in the transmission was. I I didn't even realize I had my jaw literally hanging open. Horrifying. It, that that's the nicest word I've got for it. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's like measles, you know, contagious. And then you have all these fuckers walking around without masks. Like I was talking about. Mm -hmm. That's why my ass is wearing two masks. <laughs> Just saying. And Stephanie made one with three with three layers. Good on you. Yes, uh -huh. I did read that yeah. and I did remember. Yeah. <sighs> Bridget, there any any last item that you want to throw out there at this point? I think that's it. I didn't mean to make your jaw hit the ground. No. Just I'm 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 glad to know it, but at the same time, that is It's horrifying. It's better to know than not to. Because at least knowing we've got something that we can work with. And we made the right decision by getting vaccinated even before we heard about it. Oh hell yes. yeah. What else yes. can we do? I'll tell you what we can do. We can uh, we can buy uh, space balls, the flamethrower, and keep people at bay that way. Just burn the air. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just instantly sterilize the air around us. That that would work. I'm I'm going with that. I don't I don't. I mean, we got to use something with the the hard hydrocarbon fuel, right? Yeah. 
Well, then I don't know what that. Uh, or, or get uh, get some. Uh, oh, what was it? The uh, socially distanced uh, cat companions. The black ones were hissing. I had no problem with that. <laughs> or a couple of tigers with you. What's that though? Walk around with a couple yeah. of epifoils on your on your hand. Joseph, was was there any uh, any any last thing that you wanted to drop? No, I'm good. Okay. So, with that, then uh, I guess we'll we'll go ahead and we'll call it. So, thank you everybody for being with us. It's uh, it's it's been. It, it it's going to sound like it's black humor, but it has actually been. I don't want to say fun, but it has been very gratifying to get through these three topics. I know being angry shouldn't be cathartic, but sometimes it really is. So thank you for being with us. I hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for yourself. Live chat, uh, Audrey, Stephanie, thank you guys. Uh, Audrey, I know that you were fashionably late, so... um Thanks for showing up. We appreciate it. At least it's not just, you know, like I keep saying, at least it's not just me over here on the on the show for you know, two hours. And, you know, anyway, Joseph, as always, you know, take care of yourself. Thank you. Glad you're able to make it. You you take care of yourself. Be safe, huh? Yeah, you too, sir. And um, if you do end up uh, out in the, uh, you know, uh, you know, out, out, out in the fields and whatnot. Let us know how that, uh, how that little, oh, oh God, what the hell was the name of that? The, uh, that car was, was it the, the Citron? Am I thinking of the right one? That little French car you could take apart with like one, one spanner. Oh, well, that's going back to the like 70s. You know, the, the Citroen. Yeah. Yeah, but they, hey, they uh, still work. They still work. Oh, the Duchovo. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The, the uh, two horsepower. Yeah. But again, little buggy. still, it still works. <laughs> but anyway, seriously, you, you take very good care of yourself, man. Please be safe. Yeah. He's too, man. Bridget. Um, uh, hold it, hold it, hold it. Got him right here. Ready? Greg Abbott and Ted Cruz and the GQP. Yeah. And let me think if there's anybody else. Oh, Josh Hawley, you're still a douche. And Trump went out and had a rally today and people stood in line for 12 hours beforehand. Why? Maybe they were giving away Beanie Babies. And they were not socially distanced or no, wearing masks in just why? Good. That's okay. Whenever, whenever we drive uh, past places uh, that have still got uh, Trump 2020 signs up and and flags and whatnot, yeah, we, we throw them the finger. We don't care if they're out in their uh, uh, out in the yard or not. We're just right inside, just drive past them, throw them the finger because we can. Oh, there's too many here. I'd be busy. Yeah, all I'd be well. doing is putting people off. Hey, it'll be a crash course in speaking Italian. Think of it that way. So you get it right. Yeah, that's true. There you go. Um. Anyway, thank you. 
Thank you all. Uh, on behalf of all of us, please stay safe, stay healthy. It is the summertime weather. If you are going to be out on the water, please don't do anything stupid like drink and boat. I say it every year about this time. If you want to get drunk and fall down on the ground, you're going to bump your head, but you're not going to drown. Fall overboard drunk, you will end up being swallowed up by the water, never to be found again. Don't become a statistic. As somebody who lived right near the water, I know a little something about this. Please be safe. If you can be vaccinated, please do. Anything that you can do to keep yourself safe and everybody else around you, please remember to do so. Uh, if you'd like to get the audio version of the podcast and get to all of our contact information, take a swing over the website, holycrapthevlogcast.com. We do have a Patreon thing. It's uh, uh, Patreon slash uh, holycraptv. Pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, because HCTV was already taken. Screwballs. All right, it's fine, whatever. And of course, if you'd like to leave a voicemail, phone number is 859-HCTV-554, 859-428-8554. And of course, Dallin, I keep saying at the end, thank you very much for all that you do behind the scenes, man. It's really grandly appreciated. Please take care of yourselves. Um. Oh, right. Uh, We're at the 27th. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. I need the calendar. Um... Because I forgot to take a look at calendar. I can't spell calendar. Why can't I spell calendar? There we go. Calendar. Because I forgot to For the same to reason that I can't spell millennial. Okay. Uh, because I completely, uh, I almost, almost forgot. This week will be July 1st, which also means that next week is 4th of July a.k.a. American Independence Day. Through the 1st through the 7th has traditionally been the friendship festival between the United States and Canada. Canada Day is the 1st of July. For those of you that might be participating in some way, shape, or form, I understand You'd really like to go out on the Maid of the Mist. I've been on the Maid of the Mist at Niagara Falls many, many times. It is an awesome sight, but please, with everything still going on, please reconsider whether or not you should be doing that in the current climate. Please really, really think about that. And of course, those of you with animals. Dogs especially. This is the time of the season where there will be a lot of fireworks going on around the borders and around the countries. Be mindful of your pets. And be mindful of your vets. Veterans will have PTSD. If there is someone that you know in your area who's got, who puts up a sign, please be mindful and don't antagonize Please don't make it harder on them than it needs to be. So with those PSAs out of the way, thank you all for being with us. Until next week, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady, too many damned years later, I am still in love with you. Ah. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Until the next time we get together, everyone. 
as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.